You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network for Tuesday, April 27th. Ian Cameron with you, Jimmy Murphy momentarily as well, uh, ready to break down the Tuesday uh, NHL card. We've got another uh, big slate of games tonight. A lot of rematches as well uh, on the docket for this Tuesday uh, NHL card. So looking forward to breaking it down uh, on this Tuesday edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in daily. We are getting a great response, by the way. Um, our YouTube uh, live views are increasing steadily. We're getting uh, more and more audio podcast downloads of the show uh, in association uh, with the Hockey Podcast Network. The show is not possible without you guys tuning in, downloading the podcast, watching the show on YouTube, and supporting everything we do. And for that, we're extremely grateful. We appreciate it, uh, and we hope that you guys keep on uh, joining us here uh, in terms of the Ice Guys uh, on a daily basis. Uh, we'll briefly get into Monday's games, but first we're going to start, obviously, with some big news from the NHL in terms of their United States national television rights uh, for the for the league for the next several years. Uh, they had already announced several weeks ago that ABC ESPN were, were going to be one of the two new uh, media partners, television partners with the NHL uh, for the next seven years. They will get the Stanley Cup final for the next four of the next seven years. Uh, streaming rights on ESPN Plus and Hulu. Uh, 26 regular season games. They're going to get half the first and second round always one of the two conference finals, and then, of course, four of the next seven Stanley Cup finals. We're still waiting to hear what the uh, personnel in terms of the broadcasters and the studio crew, what that's going to be like. You would think Barry Melrose will be involved with that. I'm hearing from people that are obviously following this story that they are looking into bringing back Gary Thorne uh, as the lead play-by-play -play voice of the NHL for ESPN, which is 
Uh, he was in that role uh, in the late 80s, 90s, all the way to 2004, which is when uh, ESPN lost the NHL rights or didn't renew them, I should say. He's in the mix. They're discussing Sean McDonough as a potential NHL play-by-play voice for ESPN, which doesn't surprise me. If you can remember, Sean McDonough actually did some hockey with CBS a long, long time ago. I can remember he was doing Winter Olympics. He did a you know, the American hockey games, uh, the U- Team USA at an Olympics or two for CBS in the 90s. So Sean McDonough is versed in doing hockey. I know ESPN's definitely considering him being part of their play-by-play team. And, of course, Steve Levy, who did hockey for a while uh, with ESPN in the 90s and early 2000s, and, and of course, uh, is also now the voice of Monday Night Football. Of course, it's not going to uh, interfere with that. Uh, at all you know he can still do Monday night football and there's still plenty of hockey season uh, after the NFL season ends so uh, that's definitely uh, that's what they're looking at they're looking at McDonough they're looking at Levy uh, maybe Butchagross I could see him being involved as well since he's done play-by-play and they're still in discussion with Gary Thorne right now so uh, that's basically the latest with the ESPN but as far as the big deal yesterday with Turner is concerned uh, obviously a big deal, kind of surprising. I'll be honest. It's kind of t- t- took me uh, by surprise mildly because we heard C- uh, CBS was in the mix. We heard Fox was still in the mix. Of course, we still also considered the possibility that maybe NBC would have kept the rights, uh, at least w- a portion of the rights, but that is now no longer the case. NBC is going to be out of NHL hockey uh, after this season with this uh, announcement that Turner Sports is taking over. So TNT is going to be where most of the games will be. I'm hearing that they're probably going to do Wednesday night hockey on TBS throughout the uh, season next year, and then they'll do TNT on a Monday or a Friday. You know, they can't do TNT on Thursday because that's NBA uh, on that network every Thursday. Uh, But interesting to see how this goes. I think the thing I like the most about the Turner deal is this is their opportunity, and I'm hearing that they might have the same writers, producers, of the NHL studio show on Turner as the same people that are directly involved in creative and stuff for the NBA, uh, for inside the NBA on TNT. And the NHL desperately needs a colorful, entertaining, personality-driven studio show badly in the worst way to connect, especially with the younger audience. And I'm hoping this deal with Turner gives the league a chance to have some great personalities that are willing to say what's on their mind and not have to worry about any backlash. That's why the Kenny Smith, Shaq, Charles Barkley dynamic works so well and inside the NBA on TNT. They don't give two shits if they criticize a player or criticize a coach. They're going to come out and say it. It's going to be in an entertaining form. Uh, and that's why, and you know, they have a great, incredible camaraderie and rapport. I'm hoping we have an NHL studio of that equivalent moving forward on Turner. I'd love to see it. It gives me great hope that we've got creative people behind the scenes that are running the show with inside the NBA. They're going to be involved in the NHL side as well with what Turner does with the studio show. So I'm thinking this could be something interesting here uh, moving forward. Uh, you know, now you got to go out and hire the right p- players, you know, former players. And, you know, now you got to find the right guys that are going to be entertaining, be humorous. You know, Kevin Bieksa is actually one person in the all of media right now that I can say is legitimately entertaining, would fit well, I think, on a Turner Sports NHL studio show, given his personality. But there's there's not a whole lot. Look, I love Keith Jones to death. I do. He, he's, he knows hockey and all that. but he And I think he does a good job. I think he's a really good analyst. But he's not connecting with the younger viewers. He's not. 
You know, he's, he's just, you know, he'll say, he'll give you the analysis. He'll talk about the game and he dissects it very well, but it's just not going to connect, you know, with the younger viewer as much a guy like that because the personality is a little lacking at times. That's just the way it is. So that's what Turner's got to do. And that's what I'm hoping they do. And that's the biggest thing I like about this deal is that maybe we can get a studio show that's really going to be kind of like the NHL equivalent of what we're seeing for the last, you know, 20 years with inside the NBA uh, on TNT. So that part, I'm looking forward to it. They're going to get three of the next seven Stanley Cup finals. And the last thing I'll say about it, too, is when you look at this uh, Turner deal uh, with them, um, if they're following the footsteps of the NBA, the NHL and the NBA now have exactly the same television deals in place. ESPN, ABC, and Turner are the NBA's partners. They've been their partners for many years now. And same thing with the NHL. We've seen the growth the NBA's taken with this Turner-ESPN dual uh, national television partnership. Now Gary Bettman's hoping lightning will strike twice for his league, uh, the NHL, with the same uh, television partners. We'll have to wait and see. And the last thing I'll say, and Jimmy's uh, joining us, and he'll be uh, uh, able to give his thoughts in just a second here on this. We have to tip our cap to NBC. We do. You know, they did a nice job for the last, you know, 16, 17 years. They've had the hockey rights. They gave it the respect. Unfortunately, the NBC Sports Network never hit, never connected with the mainstream audience. It didn't. The NBC Sports Network ratings were terrible for the most part for NHL hockey the last 17 years. And unfortunately, 90% of the games, you know, were on NBC Sports Network. NBC only got into hockey on weekends once the NFL season ended. So that was a drawback. But in terms of production, in terms of the people that worked on camera, the technical people, they had a good response. They had a good, you know, experienced group. Uh, They were professional. They did a good job presenting the game. Uh, And there are parts of NBC and the last 17 years of their coverage I will miss. And I'm actually kind of sad for Mike Tirico. This guy finally got the chance to call hockey. He ain't going to be doing that anymore. He's not leaving NBC. He's lock, stock, and barrel with NBC for a long time to come. Uh, And now that hockey is leaving the network, uh, you better enjoy the last few games of Mike Tirico uh, calling NHL hockey on NBC this season while you still can. Uh, Because obviously, uh, Tirico's not going anywhere. The hockey package is. All right, Jimmy. uh, Welcome in. Jimmy Murphy joining us now. Uh, on the ice, guys, welcome in. Um, obviously, that's the big news yesterday, Jimmy. The Turner Sports is the second national TV partner with the NHL starting next season. Yeah, I mean, look, um, I- I'm happy for people I know at ESPN. I don't really know anyone at Turner Sports, but I do know a lot of people having worked at ESPN way back, got to know a lot of their hockey guys, whether it's Steve Levy or Barry Melrose or John Buccigross, Um, you know, I'm missing people. I apologize. I can't think of names off the top of my head right now. Um, actually, who was the guy? And I never met him, but I always, I always adored his work. And he was a huge hockey guy. And he passed away. Uh, I want to say, like about five years ago, maybe a little. Long. He was, uh, he was with ESPN and ABC for a while. I can't think of his name. Um, but anyhow, yeah, there's just a lot of good guys there. I'm happy for them. I don't know what Turner has in story. I'm hearing the rumors just like you. Um, I hope it all goes well. I hope that it's great for the growth of the game. But I want to go back to what you're saying. For now, until we know more, I'm not going to comment as much on on the people that just acquired the NHL except to say congratulations to them, but more so on the people that just lost it, and, and that's NBC. And, you know, it, it kind of – 
look, am I partisan because I'm friends with him and because he's been a mentor to me and he's helped me a lot along the way? Um, Yes, I am. But I still think that the 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 vile comments and tweets I saw yesterday and that he always gets uh, towards Pierre Maguire uh, were absolutely disgusting and, and really just shows the ignorance of people watching the game and the people around the game right now, like fans and even some media. Um, that really don't know what goes on behind the scenes and how much work is involved in those broadcasts. And look, you tell me, where where was NHL when they came back from the salary cap? We went from versus, and then there was something else in between, right? And then to NBC and NBC Sports Network. It was on outdoor where they are now. One point. OLN. At one OLN. Point. That's the one I'm thinking of, okay? So let's just think of how far they've come since 2005-06. And think of the way they revolutionized the way the way we watch the game, the way the game is presented to the viewing public. There was no Pierre Maguire or, or, or you know, uh, anybody else who's there. Who's a guy named that? Boucher between the glass. There was none of that going on back then. They started that, and then Sportsnet took it, and then other channels took it as well. I see them do it in college hockey now on ESPN, and I'm sure they're going to continue it on ESPN and on Turner. But NBC brought that. Sam Flood. The man behind the scenes, the brainchild of of everything that you have seen grow and evolve with NBC and their coverage of hockey, just deserves so much credit uh, for the way he revolutionized uh, the NHL on TV. I go back to the Fox. I mean, I'm showing my age, but I'm going back to the Fox days when they were trying that stupid laser puck to get getting caught up in the crowd. Go go on YouTube and find the clips of it. It was pathetic. It was a joke. And it was just uh, it was it was a clear example of the NHL not caring about hockey people and just trying too hard to lure in the non-hockey fan and 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 convince the you know the rest of the country convince the viewing public that hockey was a great game to watch. When you know what, in the, you should just be worried about the ones you have. The others will come or they won't come, and there's nothing you can do about that really when it comes down to it. You know what does it is the Stanley Cup playoffs. I know plenty of people who have become hockey fans because of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and not just because of the way the game was broadcasted, just because it's the best goddamn sports tournament out of any. I, 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 I'll take it over March Madness. I know people here will disagree with me. I know it's probably better for gambling, March Madness, but I, it is the best sports tournament in history. And the NHL, once they figured that out within NBC and they were able to just let the game present itself, let let the magic, the excitement present itself and really make you feel like you were there on the ice or you were in the arena, you know, that's what did it for me. And, and, And of course, we can't go without mentioning the great Doc Emmerich, who, you know, by far, I'm sure, Ian, you know, you're a big sports announcer fan and I'm sure he means a lot to you and you know, you're influenced the years, no doubt. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's influenced all of us. And I, you know, I was lucky enough to, to have some great conversations with him in the press box and he'd do an NBC game or during the playoffs, especially like, you know, when we would travel and you're within a series, you see the same media from both sides or also from the national back and forth. You're on the same flights with them. You're on the same buses. You're seeing these guys all the time. And so just getting to know some of those NBC guys, um, you know, like an Eddie Olchick or, or like I said, Doc Emmerich or Pierre Maguire or, or other guys there, just behind the scenes camera guys. There's so many and, and they revolutionized the way this game was watched, like I said, and I think they deserve a ton of credit from that. So instead of like celebrating people losing their jobs like so many were doing for Pierre Maguire, which I think no matter how much you dislike or like somebody to publicly celebrate 
someone losing their career or losing their income. And I know a lot of these guys are set and they're not going to be, you know, starving for money, but I mean, they're all feeling it like we are in this pandemic. So for, for someone to celebrate that, and then on top of that, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a, a recession, to me shows me that you're pretty much an asshole if you do that. I'm sorry. I'm just being blunt. And I, it disgusted me how much stuff I saw, not just about Pierre, about a lot of stuff about NBC. Look, let's just appreciate that there was an, a network out there that wanted to save this game in the United States. And they did that. And I think ESPN will continue to do that. And I'm sure Turner will too. And you were talking about some personalities to bring in. Well, I mean, if I'm thinking of somebody right now, Ian, I mean, who? if you had to pick somebody right now that you want to come in and say beyond the intermission show, like they do on sports and that on hockey night in Canada, who's your personality guy that you want to kind of push the needle there and cause controversy? Who's your guy right now? Well, I don't think he's big time pushed the controversy, um, but there's two that stand out to me. And if, if Turner really wants to get this thing revved up in terms of controversy, entertaining, maybe ruffle some feathers. Um, and look, Kenny Shaq and Charles Barkley are good guys, but they ruffle feathers. They do. And that's what makes, but they're, and they're hilarious that's, together. That's yeah. And they beat each other back and forth. Like I have Shaq says, shut the hell up. I'm going to kick your ass. He says to Charles right on. <laughs> like, I'd love to see something like that. You know, stop chirping at me. You know, if, if we get a hockey studio show of that caliber, but to me, there's two that stand out. He was already dismissed by NBC, Jeremy Roenick. Uh, he's absolutely one. And the other is Sean Avery. Um, and I don't know if they're, they, wow. they'd have the balls to go down that road, Turner. Does, does anybody know where Sean Avery is? That's yeah. That's definitely one that I had I had in mind. I, 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 he fell off the face of the earth. I, don't, I haven't heard his name. That's the first time I heard his name in years. Yeah, I mean, he's done a lot of Instagram, social media videos, just giving a hot take on something, and just that could be a dynamic that would explode on Turner and be entertaining, be funny because they'll just say whatever they think about a certain team or a coach or a player or whatever. Uh, that would be, I think, a Ronick. Sean Avery, like a little dynamic would be awesome. I think Bieksa does a great job on Hockey Night in Canada, but he's already taken by Hockey Night in Canada. So he's probably uh, out of the mix. Uh, Burke, Burke I, would I, always be good, but he's I, back in managing again. I, Brian think BX, I don't think BX is on a contract, Ian, from what I know. Nope. I believe he is a, 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 like, as they call me, a, you know, a 1099 or a contract where I don't know what they would call it in Canada, but I think he's almost like freelance right now. And this yep. is this this year is his audition, and he's getting plenty of chances. He's doing a good job. I'll be honest. I I, I think the guy is kind of a conceited prick, but I do think he does a good job. And and that and, and and maybe that's his allure. Maybe that's that's what helps sell it is the fact that he can be a prick like that. You need you need a bad guy. You need a villain. You need a good guy. You need a neutral guy like Aaron McLean. You need a good guy and you need a villain. That's the way I look at it. And if I'm gonna bring a villain back, I see somebody say it there. All right, kids, I'm back. Don Cherry, here yeah. we go. Problem is, Don Cherry can barely put together a coherent sentence anymore, and I hate to say that, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. he's, he sputters around his words quite a bit these days. It's tough. Like He's just if got Joe some Joe Biden and Donald and Trump can be president of the United States, and Don Cherry can come back to TV. Yeah. We're going to talk yeah. about putting and the sentences together. Well, you and, and, and if you're talking about ratings pop, uh, that would give you a ratings pop. Uh, yeah, I, I just I think There's it's no just question. where it you know it's too politically correct, right, yeah. for him to come yeah. back right now. Yeah, it's that's just right. It's, might, 
might already be too politically correct for Jeremy Roenick and Sean Avery to be part of this, let alone Don yeah. Cherry at this I, point I, in time. I'll tell you, though, I wonder, what's to say they don't grab some of the guys that ran at NBC? I oh, mean, there's I'm definitely sure going to be some guys, guys going right? from NBC. Right? Yeah, there's going to be some NBC guys. Like, uh, There's no way freaking Pierre Maguire sticking around at NBC. Hockey's his thing. If hockey's gone, uh, he's gone. Simple yeah. as that. Uh, so, but I'll just, Pierre I'll will just be give fine. you a little hint. Yeah. It, he, Pierre will stay in hockey. Don't you worry. It just might not yeah. be in broadcasting. All right. Well, there you go. This could be the opening for him to, you know, finally, because there's been, he's been called on for assistant GM yeah. and scout and all kinds of different roles with teams. So uh, definitely uh, keep an eye on that. No, I question. think Brian no, Burke would have been there. great if he didn't take the job with the Penguins. You know, yeah. he would have been good to put back in there. Um, yeah, exactly. You know what? So. You know what would be great, Ian? Sorry, I don't mean to drag on. I know we got to pick some games here, but just quickly, it, you know, I don't know. He's young. He's probably still got a few years left before he retires, but I'd love to see Matt Dumba. Great personality, really is, and he and I think he did a great job of of rallying the NHLPA around you know social issues last summer and really getting the NHL to be more involved with that. And I, I think you know obviously based on where our society is right now, I think they need somebody like that to be front and center uh, in their broadcast going forward. Yeah, there's all kinds of – Scotty Hartnell's got a personality. I know he started out on NHL Network the last uh, few uh, weeks. Uh, there's someone you could look at. I mean, there's all kinds of di- – and I'm going to admit – we'll say one last thing. And look, for those of you that will say, come on, get to the games. I'm with Greg Hatch, PJ Stock. We'll get there. PJ Stock. We, yeah, yeah, PJ Stock. But, yeah, we'll get to the games, guys. Calm down. Like Aaron yeah. Rodgers said a few years ago, relax, okay? Relax. <laughs> it's a big story. This is big news here, the national TV media. And it, and We're going to talk about it, damn it. We're going to talk about gambling. This definitely affects gambling. I mean, this is, this is huge for our world right now. I mean, seriously, with the way, with the the way hockey gambling is progressing right now and it, you know, you can feel it. It's on the verge of really blowing up in in North America, specifically in the United States where hockey has always been kind of that little stepsister or stepbrother. that doesn't get enough love, you know, but now they're, they're getting there. The game's getting there. Now hockey gambling's getting there. I'm very interested in, to see how much of these broadcasts incorporate gambling into the game. How many things are we going to see on a, on a scroller down there? Oh, you can bet uh, Cole Caulfield to score a goal in the next period. They're going to put the odds right up there on the scroller. You watch. It's coming. It's coming. That, so I'm interested to see how much of that played a role in the negotiations and if that's part of the contract as well. So I'm going to look into that. There's no doubt it is because I know Turner on the NBA coverage, they are always give Charles Barkley a segment where – Here's the betting line. What do you like? I, I'm taking them plus the points or whatever. He'll yeah. say it right there. Like they're going to probably do that in the end. And Turner is big on promoting the sports betting any and betting aspect of the sport. It, they really are, it, and I think that attracted the NHL as well. Here's the even cooler thing too, and I don't know if if people are aware. Of, I'm sure you are, Ian, but I don't know for all our viewers out there. Prior to the pandemic, they they had almost reached the finish line. In where if you had an arena in a state where gambling's legal, so let's say where sports gambling's legal, you couldn't do it here in Massachusetts where I am, but you could do it, say, in New Jersey, right? I think New York is about to do it as well. Uh, as a couple other states have come on too. I know Pennsylvania does now. Um, those arenas during NHL games, so let's just say for, you're at a Penguins game in PBJ Arena, you're going to be able to bet at kiosks in the hallways near the concession stands. They were going to have gambling kiosks put into the arenas, and then you could also do it, obviously, from from an app sitting in the seats. How about Turner or ESPN, one of these? I think it will be more likely Turner. 
What if they were to allow you through an app to interact with the broadcast in terms of gambling or just in terms of your take on the game while you're sitting at the game? Well, I'm sitting here in uh, load seven at PBG Arena, and I'll tell you right now, you're messaging Charles Barkley or whoever the uh, announcer is. That stuff's coming, man, and I think it's going to be great. So just there's a lot of stuff in the works right now. Um, but let's thank NBC and let's be excited about the future. That's right. Let's, let's, let's be excited about Turner, ESPN and ABC, but also acknowledge NBC and what they did. Absolutely. And you're right. Kenny Albert's going to go find probably a hockey gig somewhere at Turner or ESPN. I'm sure he will, uh, because he's been allowed to work for multiple networks. That should be fine. Uh, John Forsland, I'm sure if he wants a, a play-by-play job with one of the national television partners, he can find it. So some of these guys that are hockey only hockey guys, they are hockey and only hockey. They'll find work elsewhere. Some of these NBC guys, Pierre Maguire's got TSN waiting in the wings in Canada. If he needs a broadcast, they will welcome him back with open arms. TSN uh, he's done guest spots during trade deadline day for them for years, even when he worked at NBC all these years. So he, he'll be fine. And, he, and I want to make one thing about Pierre. Pierre's a quirky guy. There is no denying that no. whatsoever. A quirky character. But I think it comes from a good place. I think he's got a good heart, good soul. And he knows the sport. He can recite you things from the 80s and the 70s and the 90s about hockey and compare eras. He's very good at doing that. So why do so opinion. many people complain about that, Ian? That's what I want a broadcast team. I want them to have these little tidbits. I find it very interesting to know – you know what? What was it? What was this player's influence in junior? Who was his coach? What did they focus on? And is he doing it now? Is this why he's slumping right now? Like right now, I'm covering the Boston Bruins. Obviously, you guys know that. And Charlie Coyle hasn't scored in 27 games. He's lost completely, and they're trying him with all different players right now. I, I would love to, you know, if I was announcing, what I would do if I was on the Nesson broadcast, I'd seek down his his coaching uh, at BU, which was Jack Parker. And I'd also seek down his coach when he was in the queue. And, and I'd find out, you know, what were the little things you saw in this kid that maybe he needed to get to? Has he gotten to that 10 years later? Just insight like that, I think, is invaluable. And I don't see why people don't like that. I, I never understood that. I just think that our society doesn't have enough patience and enough eagerness to learn anymore. Yeah, and people say – and he does. Sometimes – he wants to say so much. He does talk fast. And even I have that problem sometimes. I'm talking too yeah, fast. Look at me right now. So much. Yeah, exactly. Pierre sometimes is like that. And I think that gets on people's nerves a bit. And I understand he talks about a lot about when the, he's just he's talking about a player during the game. He's going to bring up, oh, he played his junior hockey here. He came from Sweden. He played in the Swedish Elite League for Skelleftia. Or he'll, he'll go on. And people say, shut up already. We don't need to hear all that. But some people want to hear all that. They're interested in the background and where this player played and all that. But he, I know he does it for mostly every player. And when I'm he's telling you, those players, there, those players love that he knows that much about them. Those players love that he's done his research. So if he says something bad, Okay, if he criticizes, you know, like a really hard criticism of a player, which Pierre doesn't do that often, but if he did, he kind of has the leeway with that player because that player knows, hey, this guy's done his research. He can back it up. He's not just throwing it out there for a hot take. He's throwing it out there because of based on years and years and years of being in the game and talking to scouts and coaches and GMs, what have you, about me. He has the right to say that. I may disagree with him but at least he can back it up. And, and trust me, that's respected by players. I've had players say it to me. I've had players call me out and tell me, hey, maybe you should do a little more research about me before you pop off your mouth. You know what? You're right. I should and I will. And I'll criticize you again. But this time I'll have stuff to back it up.
<laughs> yeah, you know, facts rather than yeah, yeah exactly. Then uh, you know, just uh, uh, conjecture, uh, as they say. No question about that. Um, one last thing, and this is it. We'll get to the games right after this. <laughs> Charles Barkley. If there's a prop, will Charles Barkley be part of the NHL coverage on Turner in some form? I say yes. I think even as a part-time analyst, you're going to see him on there. He loves hockey. He's he loves tied the with Batman too. Yeah, he was even told one time, or even said a few years ago, I was watching more of the NHL playoffs than the NBA playoffs in the Turner studio night they were broadcasting yeah. the NBA playoffs because yep, the games were more exciting and there weren't any that blowouts. That was one of the Caps one, right? That was he loves the hockey. Yep. And he actually knows hockey. He can talk about it intelligently. Yeah. Like he's not out to, he's not just one. He actually knows the coaches. He knows the players. He knows, you know, how, when a team's playing good, when they're not playing good. You know, is he going to be able to break it down to the nth degree like a former player? No, but he's got enough knowledge of the game and love for the game where I think Charles Barkley is going to be part of this coverage in the studio, not full-time because yeah. I think he's got still got a lot of the, the NBA stuff to do, but part-time. Yeah, I, I absolutely could see it. And I think it's going to happen. And if they need a gambling show, Ian, of course we're here. Yeah. Just let yeah, you know we are. we're here. Yeah. With Turner sports. Yeah. Because that that's and bleacher report who they've also partnered with. We're here. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and if you need NHL betting coverage, the ice guys, that's who you call, who you going to call. The ice guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Trevor, you- in a, Trevor in the chat room. We'll have to have the story another time. So save it, Trevor. But I want to know uh, about getting super drunk with Shaq. Uh, yeah, I got to hear that one. That, that's that had to be a good story. We'll have to have you as a special guest on the Ice Guys show in the future, just so we can hear that story. Um, but nevertheless, uh, yeah, um, good stuff, guys. All right, it's picks time. We are an NHL yeah. betting show. We know there's some of you craving for. You just want to know who the hell we're betting. You may not want to know after last night. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, look, we, we don't bullshit the consumers here, but last night was a tough night. I mean, what can you do? I mean, it's really, really I tough. Yeah. Uh, Arizona, uh, terrible. Uh, that was the best bet they got. And as soon as they got off to that 2 nothing, uh deficit early in the game, um, I knew it was in trouble. So, hey, you know, you're going to have rough nights doing this every day, betting uh, any sport each and every day. You're going to have rough nights. And last night was one of those rough nights. The uh, winnings, the days of, uh, the winning day, consecutive winning days in a row came to an end for me last night. The best bet streak on the show came to an end for me last night. So um, that's all right. There's always new a day, a new card, and new money on the horizon. So hopefully we can find some winners tonight. Let's get it rolling. We're going to get it rolling with the team that Jimmy covers, the Boston Bruins taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins rematch uh, of the game that took place on Sunday. We have uh, Boston here, slight road favorites, 120. Minus 120, total five and a half here across the board. What a goaltending duel uh, on Sunday. Jeremy Swayman and Tristan Jari. Uh, hats off to them. Uh, outstanding performance by both guys uh, in net uh, on Sunday. Penguins get the one goal uh, and capitalize to get the one nothing uh, victory uh, in that game. The under is actually now 6-1 and one, uh, in the last seven head-to-head games between uh, the Bruins and the Penguins. So something to keep an eye on here. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how this one goes. Uh, Jimmy alluded to it a minute ago. You're right. Charlie Coyle, uh, DeBrusque. I mean, there's a couple of the Craig Smith, even. I mean, there's some guys that have to get going, you know, offensively for the Boston Bruins right now that you're not getting enough from. Can they turn it around here? And this one is the question. Uh, Pittsburgh winning the first game. So you got the a good team in Boston in revenge mode. But now all of a sudden, if you're the Bruins, you've got to wake up and get it going again because, you know, you lost the, sec- the third, the last game you played against Buffalo. You lost on Sunday against Pittsburgh. You know, you don't want this to turn into a losing streak. I think there's a pretty big game for Boston. Not that it isn't for Pittsburgh, uh, but I think if you're the Bruins with the Rangers continuing to win, 
continuing to keep some form of pressure on you for that final playoff spot. This is a pretty big game tonight for the Bruins. A Raskin net, I think, is clearly capable of uh, answering the call uh, in a game like this. I kind of like Boston a little bit. I, I don't love it, but I'm going to bet it here, minus 120. I think they have a bounce back in them and can pick up the victory here uh, against the Penguins tonight. Jimmy, what do you think? Boston, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to go with you. I I, I like the um, the under in this. I think Tuke is really coming into form. Uh, he's impressed me so far with uh, his start since returning. Um, I I like the under just based, too, on the way the other game went. Both sides said that they really felt like both teams are in playoff mode. They really had a grind for every inch out there, and I don't think we're going to see that change as we get closer to the playoffs here, especially when it's teams like this. Good chance of them facing off against each other in the first round or the second round. Um, so I like the under a lot in this. And if I was going to play the game, I would lean towards the Bruins, but I'll stay off that right, right now. Uh, and I'm going to go with a little prop. Maybe I'm just being optimistic, but Charlie Coyle gets off the schneid tonight. So give me Charlie Coyle to score a goal. That seems to happen, right? The guy gets a lot of criticism and scrutiny, and all of a sudden he uh, scores a goal. Even Mark Shifley last night, remember he got benched yep. Saturday against the uh, Leafs. What did he do? And that was a terrible game for Winnipeg, but the one bright light was the one goal scorer for Winnipeg was Mark Shifley uh, in the loss against Edmonton last night, the game after he got benched. So now Coyle's getting a lot of flack. Where's Charlie Coyle? What's he doing? He hasn't scored in forever. Yeah, Charlie Coyle, there you go. Sometimes that's the way it goes. Just need that external pressure put on you, and you rise to the occasion. We'll see He's if at plus uh, four hundred, by the way, to score a goal tonight. Yeah, that's worth a small couple of bucks. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm on Boston, Jeffrey. Boston minus one twenty. You know, Pittsburgh's playing well, but I think there's a Bruins spot. Uh, Doug, like yes, Tuka is in. Doug Reed. Yep, Tuka Rask uh, in yep. that. Jari once again as well. Uh, and Yarolak backing up, by the way. Just yeah, not that matters right now. And look, I think it's actually a good thing for Boston that Jari's in again because now at least, look, he stoned you the first time, but you didn't really generate a whole lot, throw a lot of pucks at him. Now seeing him a second time, I think you can do a little bit better job uh, against Jari here tonight. So I'm on the Bruins here. Uh, Buffalo Sabres, New York Rangers, Rangers minus 290 uh, home favorites here. Uh, the total in this one is uh, six, uh, pretty much even money there. Uh, I'm on the same bet I was on Sunday night that cashed for me uh, in this matchup. Uh, with the Sabres and Rangers. Team total Rangers, uh, over three and a half, minus 140. Uh, I like that one quite a bit. I think, the, look, Rangers' are offense is on fire right now. Zibanej added the hat trick uh, on Sunday night. Panarin, Strom, Buchnevich. This is a pretty, a Kako, Kapo Kako, forgotten man. He's starting to get red hot now uh, of late for the New York Rangers. So they're getting offense from a variety of different sources right now. Uh, they're obviously, every game is critical now as they try to tra try at least to track down the Bruins. I think they're going to run out of games, uh, but they're going to give it their absolute best, try to catch Boston for that final spot. Keep in mind, though, the goalie tonight for Buffalo is the guy that rose up in his NHL debut and beat Boston, you know, last week. Uh, Uko Pekka Lukanen uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So, you know, does he have an encore in him? I'm not so sure. This is a damn good Ranger offense right now. Buffalo's been actually decent, Jimmy. At You know, they lose a game or two against a team. And then they somehow pull a shocker and can beat that team the next time out. They did it with Boston. They did it with Pittsburgh. You know, they lost the first game to Pittsburgh at home last weekend, and then they beat them in the rematch. So be careful with laying the price. And that's why I don't want to lay the price. I think the Rangers can still win the game, but you would think Buffalo has always come back hard, come back strong with a great effort after losing to that same team. 
uh, in the last game. So that's exactly why I'm going to stick here with just the team total. Uh, New York Rangers over three and a half here, minus 140. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Sabres and Rangers? Well, what I think is, no, look, I'm not trying to detract uh, or deter it from anything that he, you know, I'm not going to try and say his name here. I know I'll murder it. That that rookie goalie uh, <laughs> achieved the other day against the Bruins uh, in that game. I mean, he had 36 stops, but like you said, how many of those 36 shots were really quality chances or really good shots? Um, and a lot of it, you have to remember, came down in the third period when the Bruins finally woke up and almost staged an amazing comeback. So let's not forget that he, he did let up a lot of goals in the third period, and they almost blew that game uh, in his first start. So I'm kind of undetermined as to what I thought of him in that game, and I want to get more of a, a a clearer picture of him. And I'm with you. I I, I do I have followed Buffalo and won a couple times in that scenario where they you know they get the team the next time around. Uh, I think a lot of it also has to do with the opponent maybe taking them too lightly after what they did to him in the previous game or games as it was in the Bruins' case. Uh, so I'm going to stay away. I was I was liking Buffalo plus one and a half. I, I thought there was good value there. Um, I would lean towards that maybe, but I'm going to stay away from this game altogether right now and just get a get a better gauge of where this goalie's at. That's a good point, and because wh- which side of the fence do you fall on with that first game for Uko Pekka Lukanen for the Sabers? Do you fall on the fence that he was good? in that game and he stoned the Bruins early, or do you fall on the side of Bruins were sleepwalking for pretty much two periods in that game and then they woke up in the third period. And then when they did get their game going, they did get their feet moving. They did start skating. They did start playing in the offensive zone and they almost shelled the, the, the young kid in net. Yeah. Gave up three goals. Yeah. Yeah. And got to the point where they almost one shot away from tying that game uh, late in the third period. So that's why the jury is still out. I got to see more from this kid. And look, he's facing a red hot team in terms of putting the puck in the net right now. So that's why I like that team total over here, three and a half. And the Rangers can't let up. I mean, if you, but again, we saw Arizona let up last night. That's the thing. They shouldn't let up. They they should be of the mindset. We got to go out there and win. Like I thought Arizona would last night, and they lay a stink bomb right out of the gate last night. So that's the that's why it's frustrating. These teams should know. Don't take an opponent for granted or lightly. Play your game. Play, play hard. Be ready to go. Arizona wasn't last night, hopefully, uh, against San Jose. Hopefully tonight the New York Rangers are uh, ready for that uh, in this one. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings and the Columbus Blue Jackets. So your options here are take Detroit, and your or your other option is lay almost minus 140 with a team that's lost, what, nine in a row now? I mean, you got to lay minus 140 with a team that's lost nine straight games now, that being the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, total in this one, right around five and a half. This is a pass for me. I want no part of it. And I, shame on me. I got involved in that junk game with the Ducks and the Kings last night. And the Kings ended up winning four to one. I said, maybe I got to take a shot here with Anaheim. And sure enough, they get buried four to one. I can't lay this price with Columbus. No, you're seeing signs of life from Columbus. I am seeing desperation. They're trying so hard to snap this losing streak. I thought it was a really good effort the other night in the loss in overtime against Tampa Bay. They battled the Lightning really, really tough in that game. Uh, Eric Robinson's a guy that's found a little spark for this Columbus team offensively. Uh, No question about that. Uh, Making up for the fact that Atkinson, Bjorkstrand have been pretty quiet. Uh, Pretty much the whole team's been dormant offensively of late, but that was good to see. Uh, They're close to snapping this losing streak. This probably should be the night where they finally do it, but I'm not ready to lay minus 140 here against – with Columbus against this uh, Detroit team uh, going into this game tonight. Of course, Detroit 
don't be fooled by the overtime loss to Dallas. They got completely, completely annihilated and destroyed in terms of uh, chances and shots on goal. I mean, it was all Bernier in that game, and it was a really poor game from Detroit, and I believe Dylan Larkin still out uh, for the Detroit Red Wings as well. So it's definitely a significant loss. Uh, again, I think Columbus, this could be the night they win, but I'm done bet- betting these uh, really, really tough games involving these two uh, non-playoff teams. It's really tough to gauge. Lean Columbus, but I'm staying far away from it uh, from a betting standpoint. Jimmy, anything for you, Red Wings, Blue Jackets? Pass. <laughs> Nothing yeah. wrong with that. That's it. New York Island- yeah, New York Islanders, Washington Capitals. We've got the Islanders. Uh, around minus 110 to minus 115. Slight road favorites in Washington here. Uh, the total, five and a half. This one looks like Islanders and under uh, to me. I know it went over the total uh, the last game, but it was just one of those games. Sorokin wasn't great uh, in net for the Islanders. They were bad turnover in the neutral zone by Matt Barzell, and he actually had le- much less amount of ice time the rest of the game after that. I don't think that turnover that led directly to a Washington goal sat well with Barry Trotz. Uh, I'd expect the Islanders to be a lot better. And if they're going to win, they're going to win with their defense now. Because, again, this is a team that has not exactly been lighting it up offensively. Uh, I think they'll have a better all-around game. The Islanders' track record this season, avenging a home loss, I believe they are 6-1 and one or 7-1 and one, uh, in that kind of spot uh, going into this game tonight. It'll be Vanacek and net for the uh, Capitals, which is probably good news because Samsonov has had a, a good go of it against the Islanders lately. Doesn't look like Alex Ovechkin is going to return. He missed the last game for Washington. He was not on the ice for the morning skate today for Washington, so it looks like Ovi is probably going to miss his second straight game. Uh, I lean to the under, but I like the Islanders here. I'm going to take the Islanders here, minus 115 uh, in this one to bounce back. They've been very good avenging a home loss uh, this season. Jimmy, what do you think here, Islanders-Capitals? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to take it even one step further and take the Isles in regulation. I, I like this game for them. I think it's a good spot. Uh, I think they come out and get the job done. All right, Islanders in regulation for uh, Jimmy Murphy in this one. Uh, you can get that at a pretty decent plus price there. Philadelphia Flyers, New Jersey Devils. Uh, next game up, we've got the uh, Philadelphia Flyers around minus 140. Road favorites here in New Jersey, the total six. Uh, pretty much even money here in this one. Uh, look, it was fortuitous. It was a hell of a lot of good luck and good fortune to get over the total with the best bet with the Devils and Flyers on Sunday. It was two late goals from the Flyers in the final minute and a half to turn a 3-1 New Jersey lead into a 3-3 tie. The game goes to overtime and the game goes over the total. Very, uh, I'll take it, uh, but I'm coming right back to it tonight. You know, New Jersey's played a wide open pond hockey. They showed you Sunday night. They can't protect a lead. The goaltending from Mackenzie Blackwood has struggled, and same with Wedgwood and and Farmer in the Dell, they haven't been much better lately when they've had the uh, opportunity uh, to start in net for the New Jersey Devils. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Philadelphia just found a way. Give them credit. Uh, look, New Jersey's finding ways to lose. That's the problem. I know it's them in revenge mode, but these games involving two non-playoff teams, it's tough to really want to back either team from a side perspective. So I'm not going to. I'm just going to stick with the over because we are seeing New Jersey score. Heischer's back. Uh, Zaka and Brat are back. Miles Wood's been excellent. He's been a big offensive catalyst with, for the Devils lately. And we said the Flyers would finally get some offense going because they've struggled to find the back of the net prior to the New Jersey game against a New Jersey team that's given up goals and bunches to everybody uh, right now. So I think the Flyers can score again. 
Uh, we'll hopefully not have to sweat and not need a last-minute miracle to cash this over like we did Sunday night, but I'm right back on it. Uh, Philadelphia, New Jersey, over six, uh, minus 110. Uh, Jimmy, what do you like here? Flyers, Devils. Well, yeah, I like the Devils in this one too. I just, uh, you know, and I like the over. I'm going to do two plays on this. Give me the over total in the game and, and give me the Devils uh, on the money line for this game. Yeah, I mean, they're close. I mean, again, they had a 3-1 lead the other night. Um, couldn't close the deal. Can they close the deal here is the question. I'm certainly not rushing to lay a, a price with Philadelphia uh, on the road. Uh, that's for sure. But with New Jersey, this nine-game losing streak, much like Columbus, they just haven't been able to get out of their own way. Um, but I would only look New Jersey. I, I would agree, Jimmy. I know you're, you like New Jersey here. I would I would take the price with New Jersey before I lay a price with Philly even with New Jersey just just continuing to shoot themselves in the foot and fail to find ways to win games. Uh, you would think that there's some kind of just fire in their belly tonight. Like we had it. We had a three-to-one lead with a minute and a half to go, and we somehow lost that hockey game. If that doesn't fire them up tonight, I don't know what will. Uh, speaking of being fired up, the Nashville Predators were fired up last night. Jeez. Great performance from them against Florida. Can it keep up here? I mean, they're playing with purpose, playing with, you know, obviously determination to hang on to this final playoff spot. UC Soros is the story. Who's kidding who? I mean, it continues to play extremely well uh, in net for the Predators. They've gotten good enough offensive contributions. Eli Tolvanen returning from injury. That young kid, that Finnish kid has been outstanding for them. The defense is healthy with Yossi, with Ekholm, and with uh, Ryan Ellis all back. So, look, give Nashville credit. They've earned the spot that they're in right now, chance to control their own destiny and be a playoff team when it looked like they were a dead as a doornail about a month and a half ago. Uh, Florida minus 115, slight road favorites here in Music City. Uh, the total uh, in this game, uh, currently five and a half shaded to the over uh, in this one. Uh, we'll have to wait and see where we go with the goaltenders here. We do know that this is obviously a back-to-back -back, uh, situation here with the uh, Panthers and the Predators. I'm seeing maybe Spencer Knight for the uh, Florida Panthers could be making his second start tonight uh, for them. And that's a kid that I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm totally in awe, uh, but this is a kid that I believe in, in terms of being a big time goalie uh, in the NHL. Got us. Now it was Columbus. I get it, but is really Nashville head and shoulders offensively better than Columbus. No, it's a manageable matchup in my opinion for Spencer Knight. If he does indeed get the, uh, Second start of his NHL career. He was excellent in the first start. A win for him in his NHL debut for the Panthers in net last week against the uh, J Blue Jackets. Barkov, uh, Jimmy's boy, Frankie Vetrano, uh, continues to play well uh, for the Panthers as well. They get Gusev from the Devils. I think he's actually made some uh, strides. And, and actually, I think he's been more noticeable than he was with New Jersey. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, I've talked about Huberto and Barkov, how good they've been. Bennett scores again, the only uh, Florida goal last night. Uh, Sam Bennett, goal scorer prop, is worthy of a bet every night these days. I mean, the difference between him with Calgary and him with Florida is night and day. Uh, he's been an absolute impact player since arriving with the Panthers. Back-to-back uh, -back situation, Florida, again, we talked about the Islanders' stats, avenging a loss to the same opponent, very good. Same with Florida. Their stats avenging a loss to the same opponent is very good. I respect Nashville's determination and their want to pile up the points, get this playoff spot, and the and the effort they're showing and the results they've had. But it's Florida pass for me. This is actually the night. I'm glad I stayed off Florida 
last night. It was one of the good decisions I made staying off Florida last night, but I'll be back on them. I'll be back on Florida probably tonight, especially if Spencer, uh, Spencer Knight is in net uh, for them tonight. And we could see Rene. I'm hearing that, look, John Hines realizes Soros has played a lot of hockey. You could see Pekka Rene tonight. And if that's the case, that's a slam dunk to Florida, uh, in my opinion, to back that side. Uh, either way, I will be on Florida, I think, tonight around minus 115 in this game, taking the Florida Panthers to bounce back uh, against Nashville in the rematch tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think, Panthers and Predators? Yeah, I think I'm with you. I'm going to wait to see who's starting in net uh, for both teams there uh, just to kind of make my decision. But if it is Spencer Knight, I, I definitely lean with Florida. I think this kid's going to be such a stud in the NHL. So excited to see uh, his future uh, develop here. And he could be one of those stories, I think, too, in the playoffs where just a rookie goalie comes in and steals a show. He's kind of got that flair to him, loves the spotlight. So uh, if he's playing, I'm going to do the Florida Panthers. If not, I'm going to I'm gonna stay away. All right, next game is Tampa Bay and Chicago. We've got the uh, Lightning minus 185 road favorites uh, in this one. Uh, the total right now sitting at around five and a half, shaded to the over. Um I like the over here in this game. Actually, I'm scaling back on overs. I've only got two overs as of right now. The uh, uh, Devils Flyers over and this game over the top. I think Tampa Bay gets their offense going here against Chicago. Look, we've seen Chicago uh, definitely hit the skids uh, defensively. They've been giving up three, four, five goals routinely. Hell, Nashville got three goals or more in both games against Chicago. Uh, look, Tampa Bay's offense, it's been puzzling why this team has had a tougher time finding the back of the net lately. But they're showing some signs of getting their offense revved up again. I mean, obviously, they have to adjust to no stamp ghosts. That's been an issue. They've had some injuries to deal with. But, you know, they're starting to get, finally, guys like Palat, Kalorn, uh, step up offensively to help out. Can't be Braden Point every night. Unfortunately, on some of these nights where Tampa Bay has lost, they've had to rely too much, you know, on Braden Point uh, and that uh, particular uh, player and that line for the uh, offense to uh, produce. But... I think this is a chance against a Chicago team that, you know, their goaltending starting to f uh, crumble a little bit. Uh, Subban, you know, wasn't great in his last couple starts. Lankinen's kind of hit the wall a little bit. And you got to wonder where Chicago's at a little bit because they're falling out of the race. I mean, uh, losing the, the second game to Nashville really hurt them. They're still in there. I don't think they're going to uh, go down uh, quietly. Uh, into the night here, Chicago. And I'm certainly not in a rush to lay a, a minus 185 price right now with Tampa Bay that's having trouble winning games at all, let alone winning games by margin or comfortably uh, at this point in time. And all you got to do is look at their last game to realize that they escaped by the skin of their teeth with an overtime win against the Columbus Blue Jackets at home. So I'm not laying the price with Tampa, probably not on Chicago either. I'm just going to go over the total here. Five and a half at minus 125. Uh, Jimmy, anything for you here, Tampa Bay, Chicago? Yeah, I'm passing on this game. Um, just don't, you know, like there's no value really. I, could, I would lean towards Tampa Bay to win, but there's really no value right now. And taking, I might, I might dabble later, put a little on Tampa on the team total uh, going over, but for now, I'm going to take a pass. Yeah, I mean, uh, Chicago, uh, I don't, they're not fully out yet. I mean, it's going to be tough on them. They've got less games remaining. They're further behind Dallas and Nashville. The two teams, they got to catch not only Nashville for that final spot, but Dallas is ahead of them too. So, you know, it's going to be tough sledding for Chicago. But look, Vasilevsky's been human lately. And we saw it the other night. A couple of those goals, I thought, you know, that when Vasilevsky's on his game, he's not letting those in. Um, so that's why I think Chicago can score tonight. And Johnny K in the chat likes Chicago. Um, let's just say there's worse 
thoughts that you could have than maybe taking a shot with Chicago tonight. Uh, no question at that, especially at that price. And we have seen Tampa Bay and Vasilevsky a little vulnerable lately. So uh, we'll wait and see. I'm just going to roll with the over uh, in that game. Uh, final game on this Tuesday slate, Carolina Hurricanes, Dallas Stars. We've got Carolina minus 125 to minus 130 road favorites. Total of five and a half in Dallas, uh, in, in, Dallas <laughs> in this one. Yeah. Um, look, Dallas escaped with a 4-3 overtime yeah. win. It was an even game. It was back and forth. Dallas found a way to win in overtime uh, and got the goal from Jamie Benn. Uh, give them credit. There's a lot of people that think this is letdown spot or flat spot for Carolina because they clinched a playoff spot. Well, they clinched a playoff spot like a month ago, even though that technically it only happened last night. They knew there were going to be a playoff team a month ago. I don't think there's a big celebration. Whoa, we've got a playoff spot. There's going to be a letdown now. Oh, look out yeah. now. We're not. If you're still play celebrating now. playoff spots, then you're not going to do well in the playoffs. Yeah, Let's yeah, exactly. Way. Especially when you're trying to hang on for first place in your division. Exactly I think like that's what there. matters for the Carolina Hurricanes, that they're trying to hang on to first place ahead of Florida and Tampa Bay uh, in that very, very tough uh, central division. Um, I like Carolina here. I know I had them last night. It was a tough loss in overtime. They played – and look, I probably should have stayed off them because James Reimer was in net, but I had I still had enough confidence that they could still win in spite of that. But the, Reimer, the one goal in particular that went in on Reimer, he needs to stop that. And that could have been the difference in the game. Now they go back to clearly the better goalie, and that's Alex Nedeljkovic uh, back in net tonight for the Hurricanes. He's been absolutely sensational uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, they've been good avenging a loss to the same opponent. Look what they did against Tampa Bay. Remember, I took Carolina in the first game against Tampa Bay last week, but I didn't jump ship. I didn't say, no, I, they, I lost with Carolina against Tampa Bay. I'm not taking Carolina again in the rematch against Tampa Bay. I came back to Carolina. I took them again in the rematch against Tampa Bay, and they won that game. I think the same thing happens here. I like the Hurricanes. Bounce back time for them. Uh, minus 125, minus 130 here uh, against the Dallas Stars. Uh, Jimmy, any opinions for you with Hurricane Stars? I don't know why I'm going to do this because every time I bet on them, they lose. And every time I bet against them, they win. So it looks like you're going to win your bet because I'm taking the Dallas Stars. All right. Taking Dallas plus Just 150. Going against what my gut says right now because my gut wasn't too good last night. So I'm going to I'm going to fade myself. <laughs> All right. Looking toward the uh, uh, looking toward the Dallas Stars here. Plus 110, plus 115, Jimmy, in this game. Hudobin better play better than he did against Detroit in that two to one win. He barely faced any shots and still allowed a goal as hard as that was to believe while he's watching the Jonathan Bernier show pretty much standing still watching the Jonathan Bernier show at the other end uh, on Saturday night against uh, the Detroit Red Wings. So yeah, let's put it this way. It's going to be a lot busier tonight uh, in yeah. that Anton Hudobin for the uh, Dallas stars tonight. He is the confirmed goalie. And of course, as I mentioned, Adelkovich, who's just been on a great run uh, as of late, uh, I'm a, yeah. You, and that's a good point. Yarich in our chat with the, uh, games five and six of the Carolina road trip in Dallas, both went over last time. Yesterday's went over. That's a good, that's an angle that's worth paying attention to fifth and sixth games of these road trips. We've seen overs we have, and I think it's fatigue setting in. You're excited to get the road trip done. You want to get home. You're a little distracted. You make mistakes with the puck, which usually results in defensive problems more than offensive problems, and you get more goals. So I, I don't. I, I might. I might add that over. I might based on that stat because I've noticed it too. Fifth and sixth games of the road trips for NHL teams this season. There's been a heavy bias and a heavy trend toward the over 
uh, in these games. So uh, we'll see if that trend continues tonight uh, with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes and the Dallas Stars. Uh, great stuff. We have gone through the entire Tuesday NHL card uh, with Jimmy Murphy. Thanks to everyone uh, for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, before we get to best bets, a reminder, uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. The NFL Draft is this week. There's daily NHL, NBA, and Major League Baseball. Uh, so lots of things and reasons to download that DraftKings Sportsbook app. And when you sign up for the account, you'll get weekly incentives, weekly specials, deposit bonuses. So sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app, download the app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. All right, it's time for Best Bets. Uh, bounce back Tuesday, hopefully in store. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, what do you like for Best Bet tonight? Oof, 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 oof. That's a tough one for this card. I don't know why. Like, this card hasn't stood out to me too much. Uh, what I will, I think, for my best bet, though, I'm liking the Islanders uh, to bounce back there. Like they, they, like you said, they, the stats support them coming back with a win here. So uh, give me the Islanders on the money line. All right, New York Islanders minus 115 for uh, Jimmy Murphy for his best bet uh, on this uh, slate. Uh, mine is going to be, I don't know if I've used the team that Jimmy covers as a best bet Ooh. all season long, and I'm going to tonight. I've got that good feeling all you right. know, tonight for the Boston Bruins. I expect, you know, especially for Coyle and the second and third liners, they've been kind of called out a little bit. Get your act in gear, get your ass in gear, get moving tonight. Rask and that, and I think I've liked Rask's game since he's been back from this I injury. I have too. Pretty damn good. Uh, yeah. Boston Bruins minus 120 uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's going to be uh, my best bet for this uh, Tuesday NHL card. That'll wrap it up for this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for watching live. A reminder, you can watch the show seven days a week. Nobody does it seven days a week like this in terms of NHL betting show each and every day. Uh, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern uh, on YouTube. Uh, make sure you uh, check it out seven days a week. And if you can't watch the show live, make sure you download uh, the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. Bounce back Tuesday, like Melissa said. There we go. Yeah, she's got the right idea. We're exactly. Have Taco no Tuesday and Bounce Back Tuesday tonight is what's happening. That's what we're hoping for. Amen to that. Uh, Tacos no and money. Tacos, exactly right. Uh, it's a good combo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So make sure, again, uh, download the uh, download the podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart. It's on all of those apps. Uh, so make sure uh, you check that out. For Jimmy Murphy, uh, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.